Hey guys, welcome to our very first episode of No But Yeah, a podcast with me, your host, Kendall Sanders, and your co-host, Lily Donninger. Yo, I'm just sitting in the studio trying to get to you, babe. I don't know if you guys know that song, Studio by Schoolboy Q, but it's all I've been singing because I'm in the studio with my babe. And I, I had never heard this song until until Kendall started mm-hmm. singing it, so I hope you all are getting to enjoy that for the first time as well. And we're trying to figure out how to work like the legal aspect of our podcast. We might need a legal team. We don't know if we can just play music on this. It's a learning process. We learn as we go. We do. And if we're being totally frank, it took us about <laughs> 30 minutes to figure out how to get the audio to come out of the headphones. <laughs> the lady in... Um, mm-hmm handed Kendall and me this thing she called a headphone splitter (laughs) and I looked at her with glazed over eyes that's a headphone splitter all right let's get into it now why the name no but yeah so this is something I think Kendall kind of started and introduced to our friend group is this like this phrase no but yeah and so now it's kind of just like something we say all the time like we're like Oh, no, but yeah. No, because yeah. There you go. That's that's the example. And so I think, like, for me, I've always just been like, oh, this is kind of a joke. Like, no, but yeah. And I tend to start positive sentences with no mm-hmm. um, and then get into, like, the, the more mm-hmm. positive part. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also a much deeper, a deeper meaning behind no, but yeah. I think there's a deeper meaning to everything. That's beautiful. <laughs> I really do. So, like... So we were talking about how, like, when women speak, I think people are extremely critical of the filler words that we use if we say like too much or if we stutter with ums and no because yeah and, like, just things that don't make sense. Like, we immediately get just written off as, like, ditzy or, like, donces. (laughs) But it's, like, you can still be saying really powerful, important, and meaningful things and still have these filler words in your speech. And I just think, I don't know, I think it's a, the way the patriarchy just immediately writes off whatever you're saying Oh, because you said like too much. And like, of course, there's limits. It can get annoying. Sure, if you're doing a presentation, you might want to nix how many times you use the word like, but no, but yeah. No, but yeah. So anyway, we just wanted mm-hmm. to give you all the background if you're if you're curious as to why it's called this. And it, it's also confusing, and I think a lot of things in life are confusing, and a lot of things that we talk about on this podcast will be confusing, but it is what it is. No, but yeah. No, but yeah. And so now we want to get into kind of like why you guys should listen to this podcast, and I think especially right now, we live in an age where just about everyone thinks that they can make a life out of, <laughs> out of making a podcast. Um but we want to address that that we are different. We're different. We're quirky. Um, and uh, Kendall and I were talking about like kind of why we're doing this, and I think like an underlying goal, an underlying objective would be that we get so successful that we actually can <laughs> drop out of college. Mm-hmm. Um, but like Kendall, do you want to get into like yeah. why else people should listen to this? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Between us, we're smart ladies. Mm-hmm. We've got Lily Donner. You are a international relations major, minoring in Hispanic studies. 
I myself am a social major with gender, sexuality, women's studies. We're we're talking about interesting things, um, so I feel like we're totally qualified, and we're gonna be speaking on a, a large range of topics, like from serious like feminist issues to like silly goofy stuff. Yeah, because we can we can be silly goofy too, but and I think everyone's like oh, we should make a podcast, we should make a podcast every time they have a deep, meaningful conversation, or as we like to call them, DMCs. But how many people are taking the initiative to get their butts up, walk to swim, rent a media room, get your headphones and your microphone, and make it happen? It seems like nobody wants to work these days. And it's like, get your ass up and work. Follow your dreams. You have to surround yourself with people who want to work. You know what I'm referencing? No. What are you referencing? Kim Kardashian did this whole spiel about working and the internet like melted for like a week because Kim Kardashian was telling people to work. To work. She's like, it's. She got off set filming her reality TV show and then she went right into telling people that they should go work in their (laughs) office cubicles. (laughs) Oh my gosh. And we can get into that too, maybe later or something. Oh, Protestant work ethic. Oh! Sensitive, sensitive issue. Yeah, but we'll get into that later. So, moving on. Mm -hmm. How did Kendall and Lily meet? Um, I want to take you back to that fateful day last year, our freshman year of of college at William & Mary, the College of William & Mary, that is. Um, We were living in the dorm complex called Green & Gold Village. And for those of you who are not our William & Mary listeners... GGV, as it's better known, is perhaps um, truly where fun goes to die, like the most dreadful place you could think of. Um, And, you know, that was for a variety of reasons, mainly because there was no AC. And for those of you familiar with like the Virginia Peninsula, (laughs) you know that the humidity is like actually Satan's, Satan's... um, I don't know what to use, what word to use there. <laughs> um, and so one night, this is probably like spring. No, I literally went through oh. my camera roll to find the day we met. We met March 3rd, 2021. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I remember it because um, the night before, I walk into this random room I've never been in before. And... There are these two girls, and they're in their bed all nice and cozy, and I barge in, and I'm... Well, we'll have our legal team figure this out, but... <laughs> I'm a little zooted, and I go in, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm touching everything. One thing about me, this is me normally, like, like sober, too. I love to snoop. Mm-hmm. I love to snoop. I come into a room I don't know. I'm going to touch everything. Anything I can get my hands on, I'm touching. I need to see the lotions, the knickknacks, <laughs> the the tchotchkes. I need to see everything. So that's what I was doing. And then I get real up in Lily's space. I'm like, oh, my gosh, you have the Laneige lip mask. And she so kindly told me. She was like, please, use some. And I was like, oh, my God. And then the next morning, I wake up, and I was scheduled. Scheduled. <laughs> I was invited to join them to, like, a little picnic at the governor's palace these group of girls I'd never met before but they were so nice I really wanted them to like me and the rest is history we're sitting here a year 
and some change later making a podcast we are and i want to remind everyone that this night when kendall came into our room it was probably saturday night at maybe 9.30 and my roommate and I were ready to go to bed because that was COVID life. Mm-hmm. In no, GGB. I think it might have been a Sunday night because we had a wellness oh. day that Monday. So we even had a day off on Monday mm-hmm. and yet we were still not doing anything. Um, This section is the part of the podcast that we want to get into. We had some lovely responses to a Google form Kendall and I made, which mm-hmm. I, you guys will figure this out later, but Kendall, Kendall and I are really not the ones to be making a podcast that requires so much technical experience considering when we tried to send out this google form um we could not figure out how to get people access to the questions so they couldn't see what the response is it was just it was a lot we were panicking in read and relax we were full-on panicking but we just want to say thank you so much to everyone who sent in questions and like sent in responses like we appreciate you guys so much because if you guys didn't send in questions I think our first episode would have been something so freaking crazy, like, just so out there. And maybe our podcast would have flopped or something. I don't know. But we just want to let you guys know that we love you and you're instrumental to our success. Yes. Okay. So the first question we got is, what inspired this podcast? I think this is a really good question. Mm. I think Um, we already touched on it a little bit, like... (laughs) we've got a lot to say we've got a lot of meaningful cool things to say and we're gonna say it in a way that is not always going to be intellectually sounding and we're gonna have pauses and um language idiosyncrasies and no but yes but you're still gonna listen anyway because we're awesome and everything we say is true Mm -hmm. objectively true and kendall and i i feel like since the dawn of our friendship we we did we have had like kind of these like random spurts of deep conversations that i feel like should be shared and there will also be plenty of conversations that are kind of ridiculous but we're gonna come at them from a respectable angle which i'm gonna make a little plug here for my (laughs) personal blog called ridiculous but respectable at ridiculous but respectable.com yo i tried to post regularly but doesn't always happen so anyway yeah yeah okay so some of our questions are like more serious or hmm, I don't know yeah more serious and then others are kind of like fun so we've we've broken them up we're alternating so we've got variety so our next question is who are your celebrity crushes so I can get into this (laughs) and I've actually had a few revelations within the past few days about my truest celebrity crush and I will say, like, in my notes app, Kendall's actually going onto her phone right now to go yeah. into her notes app, where I'm sure she has, like, a... I have a list. A hierarchical mm-hmm. list of people. But I used to have that. Until the other day, I, I really, really came to a deep re- revelation, and I'm very happy about this. So, it, if you guys read my blog, you'll know that there was a, a long phase of my life where Army Hammer was <laughs> it for me. He was it. <laughs> and I will also mention here... For those of you who have been living under a rock, Army Hammer is a cannibal. Is a cannibal. He's a cannibal. He is a cannibal. Mm-hmm. That scene in Call Me By Your Name where he is like rubbing Timothy Chalamet's foot and like bites it, that was unscripted. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. No. Remember, everything we say is true. Okay, everything we say is true. <laughs> but okay, so. Like, there are people like Army Hammer, who I think is super attractive. I also think John Krasinski playing Jack Ryan is also incredibly attractive. But my ultimate person is a man named Connor Wood. 
I have he, to Google him. For those of you who don't know Connor Wood, his Instagram and TikTok handles are Fibula. Not you. Um, and I actually have decided, like, the reason why I like him so much is because he's, first of all, like, actually one of the funniest people I think I've ever seen in my entire life. And secondly, he's, like, very attractive, but not, like, unattainable attractive. <laughs> like, my ultimate people have to be people that, like, I can romanticize about and not, like, think that it's just never going to happen. And so Connor Wood is definitely one of those people. Oh, my God, Bay. Who am I looking at right now? I hope you... Yeah, I hope everyone can just go check him out. Everyone um, go Google him as you're listening to this podcast and... Okay. And I also hope that he, like, finds out about this podcast and, like, he also has a <laughs> podcast. He also has a podcast. Um, Yeah, and actually, like, going going into, like, my main celebrity crushes, a lot of them have the name Connor. Um, For instance, my favorite person from all of the bachelorette series is connor saley i also back in the o2l days i always thought connor franta was the hottest one and i know he's gay now but what o2l it was like a group of youtube guys that it was also like same thing as magcon i don't know if you ever like same Mm -hmm. same concept and anyway i I just always thought connor franta was the hottest yeah all right respect respect okay and so kendall your turn i literally have a notes app (laughs) It is the notes app is titled "Men Who Make Me Giggle," <laughs> slash God, please send me a lookalike. Number one on the list, Nathan Fielder, from Nathan for You. I don't know who that is. Good, we have okay. to gatekeep. Just kidding. Um, we've got, and my, I think my like celebrity crushes range so vastly from like delusional, unattainable to like, I mean you. Like, just Google Nathan. Yeah, I mean, they're celebrity crushes, so. I mean, what do you mean? Like, I mean, like, let's be real. Like, I'm going to, you're looking at me, you're looking at me as if I'm about to say something incredibly (laughs) offensive, but, like, these people are unattainable. To you. Maybe for you. I'm I'm sorry. Continue. (laughs) We've got Damson Idris from Snowfall. Anthony Porosky from Queer Eye. <laughs> Let me just firmly agree with that one. I bought my dad Anthony's cookbook. Mm-hmm. Um, and really, it, it's less a cookbook and more pictures of him shirtless in the kitchen. And I'm all over it. It's, yeah. So gorgeous. Um, Kit Harrington, Mr. Jon Snow, Game of Thrones. I watched Game of Thrones over the summer. I know I'm late, but like, yeah. Yeah, I can get into it. I have young Kanye on here for some reason. <laughs> I think I watched like the first forty minutes of his like oh, trilogy documentary. Genius. Um, he was looking good. Uh, Kanye is gonna have to be an entirely separate episode. Yeah, I agree. Um, Dev Patel. We've, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Milo. I can never pronounce his last name right. Ventimiglio. Oh, love him. But only, only as Jesse from Gilmore Girls. Yes. Ja- what? Jess. Hmm? <laughs> Only as Jess from Gilmore Girls. Um, Kedar William Sterling plays uh, Jackson in Sex Education that Lily and I both watched. And, like, we had this thing where whenever he would come on the screen, we'd be like, <laughs> hi, Jackson. <laughs> hey, Jackson. <laughs> hi, Jackson. And on that note, I also, like, have a strange attraction to, what's the main guy's name? Otis. Oh, I don't God. know why, but, like, I love Otis. I love him. Mm-hmm, 
Yes. Um, oh, no, I, I can't remember his name off the top. It's going to come to me later. It's going to come to me later. Um, Dominic Fike. Yes, I'm I'm a band hopper wagoner. Mm. Band wagoner. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because I, <laughs> I did just discover him because of Euphoria, but he makes me giggle. Aaron Piper from Elite. Everyone go watch Elite. Oh, love Elite. Season 5 just came out yesterday. Okay, I'll you see the way they just dropped that. that? No announcement. Yeah, what? I'm sorry. There was like, no. I don't know. Preparation. I would be highly critical of this because season four was a little. It was. Is a little too much, but I would be. I I will still be watching. Anyway, God dang, I got a long list. Let me get through this. Uh, Timothy Chalamet, doi. Uh, Oscar Isaac. I really don't know why he's on here. I feel like it changes day by day. Justin Baldoni. And I don't know why Beto O'Rourke is on this list. Again, it's a very flexible list. <laughs> I see it. I see it. Okay. Okay. Moving on to our next question. Advice on a dirty roommate situation. I'm going to make this one a little bit... Well, I, I, I feel like this is like kind of like a, a very personal thing. Like, you've got to figure it out kind of for yourself. Um, I would say, like, the first step... And this might be just me, but I feel like whenever I live with anyone, like things that are not worthy of making me angry, make me angry. Like, I feel like I'm just like a very (laughs) sensitive person. Like when I don't even feel like I'm that like that sensitive about like my space, but it's just something about like little things will irk me so bad. So I think maybe before you like immediately blame your roommate for being like super dirty or super annoying, like let's take an inward look. Let's be introspective, pensive. Um, And then once you've established that perhaps this is not just your issue, then comes the second piece, which I feel like is really just all about communication and just sitting down and like having a conversation is the first step. And then should the should the roommate not act on the communication or continue bad behavior, um, then it's worthy of perhaps something a little bit more aggressive (laughs) something a little bit more aggressive when we were discussing this topic actually kendall said i endorse violence i I don't endorse violence peaceful solutions only but no seriously like yeah i think lily said it perfectly like communicate up front let them know the issue and then if things don't change and it's still the same like messy situation I think then you have permission to either A, pop off a little bit verbally, not physically, um, <laughs> and maybe get a little petty. Maybe a little bit petty. Maybe like yeah. looking at the sink and cutting it straight down the middle <laughs> to scrub your side. Putting up a sheet tarp <laughs> around your bed as a fort. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Agreed. So... The next question is so valid, you guys, and so important. Someone, a lovely, lovely uh, participant put, why are you guys so hot? Damn. Damn. It's it's, honestly, it's about confidence. I know everyone hates to hear that. Everyone hates to hear that, that that's the key to being attractive. But like, and also I think delusion goes a long way as well. Agreed. I feel like the confidence piece is definitely like on a 
on a, a varying scale for everyone day by day. Mm-hmm. Every single day, you're not going to feel your most confident. Mm-hmm. And I feel like this kind of goes into the next question, which was how to deal with body image issues in college. I think like a lot of it too is just realizing that no one cares also <laughs> like no one is no one is actively looking at you and making judgment and i except for me except for kendall mm-hmm. um but like i feel like i i spe- okay i'm going to back up i have never really gone to the gym before and you know i feel like maybe a lot of girls in college struggle with this but recently i i did get a personal trainer um and I just we go to like the weight room in the morning Mm -hmm. and like all of like the gym rats are there and I'm like oh god oh god this is bad I feel really self-conscious but literally no one looks at you no they're all struggling with their set I too went to the gym for the first time Thursday (laughs) and I affectionately called the weight room the basement the basement the basement they're like why are you calling it the basement it's called the weight room don't call it the basement when we get in here i'm like okay the weight room anyway no i'm i'm looking around because i'm a newbie but i think once you get acclimated to the environment you stop looking around and you're focused on what you're doing but like they're struggling on their own set they're yeah. making sure that their form's good they get making, their gains they're making sure that their gains are in in check so yeah and also i think with like there's like toxic positivity where like you have to love yourself every single day, twenty four seven, and I just don't think that's realistic. And I don't think that's healthy. Um, you're gonna have days where you wake up and you're like, "Dang, um, I want a nose job." Uh, <laughs> for me, it's like mm, twice a month. You okay. know, I just wake up. I'm like, I'm having a bad nose day, or I'm having a good nose day. And I think everyone else has a body part where they're like that with. Um, but yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah. No, but yeah. And like, I think you, I think you actually really introduced the next question really well with, with your nose job comments. Mm -hmm. The next one I I particularly love. Would you get a BBL if nobody would notice it was fake? I feel like, (laughs) I feel like I have a complicated relationship with plastic surgery and we can get into this more later because I'm just interested to know your takes, Kendall. Mm -hmm. Um, Personally, no, because I don't know why. And maybe this is a hot take, but I just like, for some reason, like that feels like cheating to me. <laughs> like I she said, get your ass up though, and work. Even though no one would know that it was fake. I just, in my mind, I would be like, I didn't even try <laughs> to like do squats, you know? Yeah. And I know that, like, honestly, working out does not even work for everyone. Mm-hmm. Like, you're not going to get, like, the BBL butt mm-hmm. if you just, like, do some squats. But, like, I don't know. For me, I couldn't. Mm-hmm. And, again, like, I think this could be a, an entirely separate topic for a podcast in the future. BBLs and plastic surgeries and, like, the history and just getting into stuff like that. But, like, in my mind, when I imagine a BBL, I don't see a Instagram model with like a fire ass photo in Cancun with her beach bot or whatever. I see Miami airport <laughs> filled with women who who cannot sit on their butts. So they have those like travel pillows on their seat face down for like however many hours to get back home. You can't sit down. What? 
Kendall, Kendall's concerned with the technicalities of having a BBL. With the tech, and okay, first of all, I don't know if you know this, audience, but BBLs are one of the most dangerous surgeries you can get. They are injecting fat right into a very um, vascular part of your body. One wrong move, and a, you're done. And a fat toast. goes into your artery. You're dead. Done. Yeah. Over. So I think we've come to a consensus that perhaps no, we would no BBLs, no BBLs, baby. Yeah. Um. Okay. <laughs> um, another serious one. Another serious one. How to know when to stick around in a relationship and what is too much leniency? Okay, first, let me preface. I'm single. I've never had a relationship. And Kendall is also... She's currently single. Mm-hmm. So before we get into this... I'm, I'm in between relationships right now. <laughs> <laughs> the coaches don't play the game. Um, Yeah, I think this is actually really... And obviously, again, I feel like this is like a very individual, personal question. It's going to depend for each person. person. But I think we need to, well, at least for our age group, we're like sophomores in college. I don't think anyone needs to be or sh- necessarily should be giving leniency to 18, 19 year old <laughs> boys. <laughs> Like, if they're not treating you well now, give them, like, give them some space. Don't, like, hold on and wait for them to mature a little bit, you know? I, yeah, I just, I think we're we're at such a young age that, like, leniency, like, should that even really be, like, a consideration? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And then, from my perspective, coming at my, okay, so, <laughs> my last relationship, yeah, mm-hmm. was a year and some change. We broke up a month shy of our two-year anniversary mm-hmm. and honey when i tell you i was holding on with an iron grip i mean to dust i was holding on to that relationship um and if i could go back in time and probably tell miss kendall girl to break out with him the first time and not have it drag on so long you know maybe i would maybe i wouldn't i don't think i would be the person i am today you know that mm-hmm. timeline thing. You don't mess with the timeline. But I think to be in a relationship, it, it takes patience. It does. It takes patience and understanding. And, like, when you really, really like someone or you have strong feelings for them or you care about them and you love them, you know, you might let some things slide. Yeah. That otherwise you would have nipped in the bud. And that's okay. That's okay. Once or twice to be forgiving and to let people make mistakes and give your partner room to make mistakes and let and have your partner give you room to make mistakes um but I think it's important going in that you know that you draw a line in the sand that like if it ever goes past this or something ever happens that is of this caliber I need to leave does that make sense it does make sense but no but yeah do you not think that's slightly pessimistic before you like really get serious you're like if this boy does this then that's it. Like I, t- to be thinking that. I way, think it's insurance. It just reminds me a little bit of like a prenup, and <laughs> which I have complicated relationships. That's with another trigger too. word for me. It is. Yeah. What was the other one? Um, plastic surgery. Plastic. I don't, I, I, don't, I don't know. 
Well, um, I was also going to just comment really quickly on this point. I think I like to talk oh, a big game. Oh, the Protestant work ethic. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> just the Protestant work ethic and prenup are my two big trigger words. Okay. Yeah. So let me get back on track. Um, mm-hmm. I think I want to talk a big game about, like, I wouldn't be lenient at all. But if I know myself, I feel like, should I actually be in a relationship? I'm like... I can see myself being a little bit blind, a little bit blind, a little bit not wanting to acknowledge bad things that are necessarily happening or like just unhealthy communication. And I can see myself like letting that slide. So Mm -hmm. from my outside perspective as a coach, I'm like, (laughs) none, no leniency. But I know that wouldn't necessarily Mm -hmm. be the reality. Also, I'll, I'll leave us on this point for this question. Um... I think when you're working from a scarcity mindset and when you're working from a mindset where, you know, this person is the only chance of love I'm going to get, like, I have to hold on to it. Like, you know, if I leave this relationship, then the possibility that I'm going to find another one like it is so rare because it's just not in abundance. And I'm, no, no. Take a deep breath, girly. It's not like that. I think something I've learned is that love is in unlimited supply Mm -hmm. and that that's beautiful you don't have to hold on to something so tight because you think you're not going to find it once you get out of it trust me my love when when you get those feelings of leaving or wanting to leave and you're weighing out the option just don't let one of the factors be to stay that you're not going to find anything else. That's just not true. Yeah, and I I think particularly for William and Mary folk, this is a this is a common <laughs> a common thought. Um, for those of you who don't know the William and Mary social scene, I feel like a lot of people are always like, no one's cute on William and Mary's campus. Like there are no cute guys. There's no cute <laughs> girls. Which, like, okay, I can I can see people's like want to say that, but that's also not true. I mean, yeah. I mean, like there's plenty of people. We have 8,000 people at the school. Mm-hmm. That's fine. You'll be fine. Kendall looks like she's not so sure about that. But, um, <laughs> moving on. Will Smith slap. Yassified or nasified? So I, I've heard a lot about this, and I want Kendall to kind of take the lead on this one because I think you have some like really interesting perspective. I've heard a lot of people be like, white people need to like <laughs> shut up about this. Like, And actually, this was brought up in one of my classes the other day. Someone was like... It was, like, in a small group discussion. The professor was like, did y'all see the Oscars last night? (laughs) And some girl was like, yeah, I'm so convinced that slap was just a publicity stunt. And I'm like, baby. Babes. There's a lot of, I feel like there's some definite intricacies here. And so, yeah, you should should take the lead on this one. So I'm going to take the lead on this one. All right. I did not watch the Oscars. First of all, who watches the Oscars anymore? That's Nossified. First yeah, of all, down down with award shows. The Oscars are nossified, but I I did see the slap because mm. of the internet, Twitter, and TikTok. And let me just say, I found it hilarious. I laughed till I cried. The jokes were fire. The tweets were fi- were like fire. The TikToks, all of it was just hilarious. The internet is a funny place sometimes. Now, 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 it gets a little bit more serious, I guess. Okay, so, um. I guess I'll give you context if you are living yeah, under give a rock. Some context. Chris Rock is a comedian, and 
he made this like documentary back in 2009 called Good Hair and about like black women's hair. He went to like barbershops and like like hair salons and like just like getting into like the nitty gritty of like, you know, black hair. And it sounds like well-meaning, you know, if it had good intentions like, oh, he's really like, you know, shedding light on a topic about like, what black women, you know, go through with their hair. No, it was condescending and it really was just ridiculing like ha ha ha. Black women spend so much money on hair that is from other women who can grow their hair and look at them paying so much money because they can't grow their hair. It, it The angle was not right, and it was not a good light, and it was a flop. So all those years later, we're up to 2022, and he makes a joke about <laughs> Jada Pickett-Smith, who has been open about her struggles with alopecia. And he says something, and he's like, um, Jada, I love you. Can't wait for G.I. Jane 2. G.I. Jane is a movie with Demi Moore, and she's got a shaved head. And so there was some laughter. People were saying that Will Smith was laughing, and I did see him laughing. I did see that as well. But I'm like, have you, I don't know, from my, my interpretation of it is like, have you ever, like, been upset that you start laughing? For me personally, when I get super upset, I laugh. Mm-hmm. Like, that's my mechanism. I, I start laughing. So maybe it was like that, okay? I don't, but I don't know. And so then he goes up on stage and slaps Chris Rock. And he, it was a clean slap. Very good form. He wound yeah. his hand. Yeah. He wound it back clear across his face. And then he sat down. And then he yelled, um, keep my wife's name out of your fucking mouth twice. And that was it. And then, like, 15 minutes later, won Best Actor for King Richard. Yeah. And I thought his speech was very empowerful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, he said, um, Richard Williams was a fierce protector of his family. Um, and I mean, he did do that 15 minutes ago. Was it Was it the most professional? Was it the most adult thing? Was it a split reaction? Uh, of, of course it was a snap reaction to do that. And I think if he had time and space to really think, I don't think he would have done it. But like, what gets me <laughs> is that yesterday they announced that Will Smith will be banned yeah. from the Oscars for 10 years. And, yeah, and here's where I want to jump in. Like, I I see that, like, yes, the reaction was, like, big, but, like, deservedly so, I'd say, in my mind. And, um, sorry, sorry, Will Smith's reaction to Chris Rock, mm-hmm. not him being banned from the Oscars. Mm-hmm. But I also feel like, really? No, like, there's going to be no consequence for Chris Rock? He apologized or whatever. Cool. Yeah, a nice apology. Whatever. We could have we could have all moved on from this, but no. The Oscars wants to ban Will Smith for ten years. Bad Boys product. Uh, Bad Boys Four. They were working on Bad Boys Four. Production for that was halted. And I'm like, get the get the fuck out of my face. Like Roman, you have Roman Polanski sitting in your audience. Woody Allen, Harvey Weinstein, yeah. Gary Oldman. The list goes on and on. For years in Hollywood, niche, 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 niche. Nothing was done about that. But a man goes up on stage to, and I. Here's what gets me. This is another topic too. People, the word violence and assault being thrown awa- around just so loosely. Like, excuse me. Like the violence. I just can't believe I witnessed an assault at the Oscars. I'm like, I mean, you guys are acting like. Will Smith went on stage and like 
tackled Chris Rock and then beat the brakes off of him. Like, that was not the case at all. I do just think it's interesting that, like, Will Smith was, like, coming to the protection of women in this scenario, too. Of a black woman at that. And so it's like, this is where you draw the line. You can have child predators and rapists. Ansel Elgort was in fucking West Side Story. No punishment for him. But a slap... My goodness, no, we cannot have this. Ten years, you're a ban. Will Smith will be 63 the next time he can attend an award show. And here's a funny thing. I think it came out that he's not banned from getting nominated and winning. He's just not allowed to go to the Oscars. So that's dumb. So he can just sit at home and, and like, win and win. of awards. People are talking about, like, how bad of a wife (laughs) Jada Pickett Smith is. And this might have to be an entirely separate topic, too. Like... Their relationship is very yes, complicated. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and <laughs> I, I love how everyone is qualified to speak on it, including us. Yeah, we're but qualified. We're qualified, but we're going to have to get into that later. But I guess to answer the question, because it is a question, yassified or nossified, Will Smith defending his wife, yassified. even if it was in the wrong way, yassified. The Oscars being stupid and banning him for 10 years while ignoring all the other shit that they just sweep under the rug nossified all right you and you can introduce the next question. yeah okay the next question is i think this is a funny question is um your what is your favorite animal and why but then they're really gonna throw it on its head and say if you had to fight it that favorite animal to the death mm-hmm. how hard would it be on a scale of one to ten <laughs> ten being quote i'm a goner mm-hmm. yeah so so do you have a favorite animal? Um, like I don't really feel like super strongly about any kind of animal. I, I do like otters, sea okay. otters, just because I think they're cute. Um, and so um, if you had to fight a sea otter t- to the death, <laughs> it's I, awfully morbid. I w- I want to say that it would be like a really like an easy win, like mm-hmm. a quick, you know, mm-hmm. just like a little, uh, a little <laughs> kick. <laughs> <laughs> um. <laughs> But I think in reality, it would be like a seven. I think that thing could really come back and mm-hmm. bite me. Wait, do otters have tails? Oh, I actually don't know. Kendall, I, I'm, I think I think Kendall's strategy to answer this question is going to be like, choose a really wimpy animal that she's going to be able to win. Like, it won't be her favorite animal. It'll just be like a no. made up So you're one. saying I'm going to lie? I mean, maybe, but... As we've already addressed, everything on this podcast is true. So true. Um, hold on, I'm looking up if otters have tails. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. They, they have do. tails. Yeah, nah. I'm sorry. I think it would slap you, like, we'll see. <laughs> With its tail. <laughs> With its tail. <laughs> okay. okay. My favorite... I do have a favorite animal. Okay. I'm very passionate about my favorite animal. If you say it's a Weimaraner... No! Okay. Orangutans. Okay. I love... Oh, you would lose. Uh, I know. I know. I love orangutans because they're so cute, man. Like, baby orangutans. Like, I remember I would literally watch before school Animal Planet, orangutan, Borneo Island, like a little show about orangutans. And every time I see them come up on my feed, I'm almost brought to tears on how cute they are. So, in this case, I'm going to, I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to say that I'm going to fight. A, f- a full-grown orangutan, not a baby oh, orangutan. Okay. 
Maybe I can do both. I would never hurt. I would never get into a fight with a baby orangutan. Let's just get that out of the way. I'm never going to fight. But like an adult one? Uh, Well, this is a fictional situation. Okay. So an adult one? (laughs) I'm a goner. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a goner. Ten. I think you, I mean, at max, max, I think you'd last three seconds. Okay. Okay. That's generous. Okay. In my mind, for chimpanzees and gorillas, it's an immediate loss. But I feel like for orangutans, I might have some time to dance a little because they're so, they look so gentle and ethereal and wise. Okay. I feel like orangutans are the pacifists of the ape Community. World? Ape. <laughs> <laughs> ape community. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Chimpanzee is going to rip your face off. Yeah. Gorilla is going to stomp you. Okay. <laughs> it's getting violent. Okay. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. Okay. The next question is, do your best accents. Okay, so maybe we can, like, do our best accents and then answer a few other questions yeah. that we have. Frankly, okay, this question is really more directed at Kendall, I think. <laughs> I... My experience with accents, I I was in a play one time where I did have to I did have to use a British accent, um, but beyond that, I really don't feel like I have any kind of skill, and I feel like if I if I try to do it right now, it's gonna be really embarrassing. But for those of you who don't know, I am from Louisville, Kentucky, Louisville, <laughs> Kentucky, and um, so I feel like my like southern twang is like a little bit present sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's all I'm gonna do for my accent. That's all you get. So okay. it's Kendall's turn, which. Of Kendall's accents, I am really liking, I don't know if it's a Scottish accent or if, or if it's like an Irish accent you've been doing recently, but <laughs> it's funny when you say it's freezing out. Oh, it's fucking freezing out. Like, yeah. <laughs> and it's not the best. It's not the best. Please don't hate me. But over uh, spring break, I watched a show called Byron Bays. It's on Netflix. It's a reality TV show about, I don't know. Byron Bay. Byron Bay. Byron Bay in Australia. And so I think my Australian accent got got really good. Um, so maybe I can do an Australian accent or I can do my tried and true Love Island. Do it. Do it. <laughs> Which, for those of you who don't know, we're, we're going to get into like TV shows, pop culture in a future episode. But another thing that brought us together was really our love for Love Island. And mm-hmm. I am currently drinking out of a Love Island water bottle right now that... Please, if you see me around campus and I'm drinking out of my Love <laughs> Island water bottle, please, I'm begging you to say something say about something. it because I bought it for attention. So, <laughs> but do your accent. Uh, I also bought a Love Island water bottle and one morning I wake up and my mom's I come down into the kitchen and my water bottle has been melted because she put it in the dishwasher. Crazy. When I tell you I fell to my knees, I screamed. I fell to my knees and I screamed. So I had to order one immediately after. It has not arrived, but I'm super excited for it to come back. Um, but yeah, this might be bad, but what the people want, the people will get. Okay, yeah. so <laughs> our next question is, what the heck are cookies? Uh, like when you go to a website and it's like, you have to accept cookies. What does that mean? I, okay, like again, we are really technologically disadvantaged here wait where's where's your southern twang oh i didn't know we were talking in accents for the rest of the podcast oh okay okay but so cookies (laughs) (laughs) um cookies 
I can't say enough about cookies. Okay, so my understanding is like when you accept cookies, you're allowing that website to like get your data, get your data, and look at your stuff that you're looking at and sell it to other companies or whatever. And I have a lot to say on this, Mm -hmm. and this could be a whole other episode too. (laughs) I feel like maybe I don't understand like all of the intricacies of like private data, that kind of thing, but. When all that TikTok stuff was going around about like selling TikTok information, like people selling TikTok data to, to like China. China or whatever, I'm like, if they can see my like dances to Megan the Stallion's like <laughs> music, so what? what and I know, and I know, I know, it's, I know it's more than that. Like they can like get your 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 age, your pictures of you, whatever. But like I feel like I've accepted that we live in a world where all of my information is out there mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, okay, fine. Yeah. You know, I, I feel like I've accepted that. internet safety. No, same. My, I accept all the cookies. First na- <laughs> Me too. Uh, my first name, last name, all social media accounts. Uh, yeah, yeah. Same password. My favorite app for a while was Face App. And my favorite <laughs> thing to do was to take my, my face and a celebrity's face, merge us together, and, like, see what our babies would look yeah. like. And I would do it with my friends. Like, I loved it. It was hilarious. Mm-hmm. Some Russian hacker most definitely has my face and is putting it in a database for a deep fake one day. Yeah. I, and I don't care. <laughs> And I simply don't care. And so that I feel like that's a good explanation for our knowledge of cookies. Yeah. So, and again, oh, one thing about me. I was going to say something. Okay, one thing about me, <laughs> I'm a sucker for those Instagram ads. Oh, don't even get me started on the Instagram ads. <laughs> and people think it's so bad, but like literally I'll scroll through. I'm like, that's cute. And I, I go to shop now. I look at the prices and I send it to myself. I DM... Mm. The, the, ad. the ad to myself just in case in the future like my coolest stuff comes from instagram like my coolest earrings rings instagram yeah it's not all bad people <laughs> <laughs> yeah actually the tiktok or sorry like all the like data algorithms they're doing god's work my life is 10 times more efficient mm-hmm. when people just automatically assume my mm-hmm. preferences yeah like, like when you're not people, it's a computer. When you're like robot. talking, and then all of a sudden, like you're talking about Corvettes, and, and it comes it right up. Comes right up. Weird, but let's not question it. No. I think the evils of AI might be for our grandchildren. <laughs> Climate change is a problem for our grandchildren. For our grandchildren. All right, we've got a couple more things to yeah. talk about, and we unfortunately might have to wrap it up. But like. How do you think this first episode is going? I think it's going really well, actually. I'm having a I'm lot of fun. Being so honest. A lot of people will yeah. say they're like, you know, I don't talk just to hear myself talk. Like, you know, like I'm saying something. No, I like to hear myself talk. I actually usually <laughs> don't like to hear myself talk because it makes me cringe so hard. But I feel like this is good. Like this conversation is good. Um, okay. So this is one thing you actually talked to me mm-hmm. about the other day mm-hmm. that I didn't know because I have never really like had interesting nails before my mom well well yeah okay my mom um was always like lily i have really fragile nails like whatever you can only go to the nail salon and get regular nail polish that's it Mm -hmm. and for the rest of my life i've just done that even Mm -hmm. though my mom like she doesn't control me anymore (laughs) um i just like can't 
stop thinking about mm-hmm. my nails cracking in the future. But you told me the other day, your nails like ache mm-hmm. after getting mm-hmm. acrylics. Mm-hmm. And this was very upsetting. So I got my first set of acrylics ever, like spring break. So like maybe three weeks ago or something. And they hurt. They ate like for a day and some change after like that first night I could not I had to sleep with my hands like outside of the blanket like (laughs) it was I was contorted all sorts of ways it aches and it hurts so bad and like and I asked people I was like did you know your nails hurt after acrylics I asked like four people they're like yeah why aren't we talking about this hmm why are we gatekeeping this so I'm so glad that I get to speak out and spread awareness now. Your first set of acrylics, and I think maybe every time you get acrylics, your nails are going to hurt for a while afterwards. And beauty is pain, but I just want you guys to be informed consumers. And honestly, like, because <laughs> about, like, you only being allowed to, like, get regular nail polish at the nail salon, like, I feel like when you do that, they laugh at you. Because they, they do. W- they, they want do. you to spend the most money, but honestly, it's it's true. Like, why would you go to a nail salon to get regular yeah. polish? And I can speak to that. Why not gel? Um, or my favorite, personally, I love dip. Oh. That lasts, and it makes your nails grow like crazy. Yeah, I don't... So, well, I think my, like, going to the nail salon, I personally, until last year, I couldn't paint my nails. Mm. On my own, <laughs> so that that was really sad. Uh, but I but I came around to it. COVID that was a COVID skill I developed, mm-hmm. which perhaps the most important skill I've developed thus far in my life. Um, and secondly, my mom is incredibly unartistic, and I don't think she'll mind that I say this. <laughs> she can't. She can't do it. Maybe my dad could have, but you know that was never really like a like painted your nails. Yeah, Eric didn't paint the old nails. So. <laughs> okay, and. For our finale, our final subject, we'll be talking about Lily's famous TikTok, which I, unfortunately, I, maybe I've seen it once or I'm going to have to like watch it. Okay. So I was briefly famous on TikTok. Briefly. So, um, this is peak COVID Mm -hmm. and for a while (laughs) I had had this list list of of cute boys at the school and i see how this could be offensive and it was inherently exclusive and it okay it really wasn't okay yes there was like a ranking system in this Mm -hmm. but it wasn't only based on looks it was a fluid list and the whole (laughs) school knew about it the whole school did and it became a thing by my senior year where boys would do nice things for me what? to move up on the list. Oh my god! <laughs> I had it was a Monday night, one night, my senior year. Two boys from my grade showed up to my house with roses because it was bachelor night, uh-huh. and gave me the roses and then watched the bachelor with me because they wanted to move up. On what? The list. I also had another boy say that he was going to make me breakfast and bring it into school so that he could move up on the list. So. Really, when people get angry about my list, they're really mad because they're jealous of the system I created. And here's the thing. I also knew that none of these boys liked me mm-hmm. and was pretty sure that that was never going to happen. So it was like also like not there was nothing like I have a crush on these men. It's just like they're cute and they're making effort to do nice things for me. OK, that was really, really it. 
and so everyone knew about the list it was this thing and so my friends were like one day you should make a tiktok because this was the point in time where people were making tiktoks about the cutest boys from their schools and i was like i mean it's only right that i participate Mm -hmm. so because i because i'm technologically challenged my sister actually made (laughs) the tiktok for me and within hours hours i tell you i've got seventy thousand views because it's covid my family and i proceed to go on a walk outside i come back even more Twelve thousand likes millions of comments not millions but like hundreds (laughs) and um the people are going crazy for my list Mm -hmm. and then it was just fate that it it did have to be taken down because there were boys Mm -hmm. on the list who were two years younger than me and for those of you who don't know I, i do i do have a brother two years younger than me and so the boys were from his grade and we went to a really small high school and so he was inherently uncomfortable with the fact that i had promoted the fact that these boys from his grade were cute um and so he was uncomfortable and my mom did make me take it down for that reason um yeah and then it it caused a lot of other drama because then the boys who weren't on the list and i think were frankly a little bit jealous did say that they were going to make ranked list of the cutest girls in the school and it just that was not acceptable at all but like for me it was a little bit different i think but like looking back not a good idea to promote that um it was sad It, it was kind of rude so i did take it down but for those of you who are interested in seeing it it's friends only on tiktok so Mm -hmm. if you like follow me and i follow you back you can see it i'm sure there are people out there who have seen it but Mm -hmm. i I was famous and i did watch the tiktok and there were some cuties on the list and i didn't know that like that is so cool i i had no clue that it affected how they treated you oh yeah like that's a backstory i didn't even know yeah should we make a list that William and Mary? I think absolutely. And once this podcast blows up, people are going to be like... And people can start doing nice things for us to move up on this list. Yeah. That's brilliant. Honestly, it honestly sounds like it could totally be like a book mm. turned Netflix series. Mm. And then like maybe one of them like you fall in love with. Mm. Like his acts initially are like, you know, to get up on the list to make his like ex-girlfriend jealous or want him back. But then he realizes, like, he starts doing nice things for you, like, out of the goodness of his heart. And he realizes, like, oh, dang, I really like this girl. Um, oh, that sounds we've... like a Wattpad episode or Wattpad story in the making. So I've got I got a lot. So I've got a lot on my plate. I have to write a Wattpad story, make it as successful as the after movies. <laughs> Either make, they're making we'll, another one. We'll talk one. about the afters later. All right. Thank you so much for tuning in. No matter where you were listening to this, in your car, walking to class, cleaning your room, just thank you so much for tuning in. And we hope to um, see you next time. We'll, we'll see ya. Bye. Bye.